Welcome to Listen to Me, a multi-voiced exploration of the city with 21 guests sharing their personal experiences of Milan's contemporary art, architecture, design, music, fashion, and literature. We explore each theme in four episodes. If you're visiting Milan, then I would highly recommend a visit to the conservatory. But again, get there a bit earlier so you can have a look around the area. There are some important examples of Milanese à nouveau architecture and also some notable Milanese features from the 17th and 18th centuries. In this episode, we'll be discovering the Conservatorio, the Milan Conservatory, the most important music school in Milan, which has been forging the city's musical talent for over 200 years. But before going inside, we follow the author Alberto Rollo's advice and take a look at the local area. Let's start our walk from Santa Maria della Passione Church, which is right next door to the conservatory. After Duomo, it's one of the biggest churches in Milan. Let's go beyond the interesting, partially completed Baroque facade and take a look inside. The church's interior is a triumph of frescoes and paintings by some of the most famous Lombard artists. It's also popular among organ enthusiasts for its two still fully functional antique organs, which are often used for duos. Next door to the church is also a striking Art Nouveau building. It's Casa Campanini at number 11 in Via Vincenzo Bellini, immediately recognizable for the two large female statues at the entrance. You can find out more about the Art Nouveau period in Milan by listening to our architecture itinerary. It's also worth taking a look at the courtyard, so if you ask the caretaker nicely, you may also get to discover its beautiful decorations and stained glass windows. As is often the case in Milan, its real beauty is hidden within its courtyards, opened only to those who have the desire and curiosity to look for them. A 10-minute walk towards north and you'll get to Villa Necchi Campiglio, the splendid house museum of the FAI, the Italian National Trust, that we also visit in the art, design and architecture episodes. Ten minutes south, you can discover one of the most concealed and elegant parks in the city, Giardino della Guastalla, the Guastalla Garden, a 16th century gem that seems incredible to find in the centre of Milan. Let's get back to the conservatory. Founded in the early 1800s during Napoleon, even to this day, it is still the most prestigious music school in Milan. Obviously, classical music is the main focus, but they also teach jazz and electronic music. Let's listen to some very personal memories of a Milanese singer-songwriter, Enrico Ruggeri. My mother was a pianist, so I saw the conservatorio as a sacred element of music, one that I wasn't able to deal with very well. I'm a musician who was born on the stage. I'm completely self-taught, so I'm the complete opposite to my mother. My greatest satisfaction was three years ago when I went to teach at the conservatory. I taught the history of contemporary music at the Giuseppe Verdi Conservatory for a year. 
In a way, this was a victory for me, a victory over a world that I had always viewed with a little bit of apprehension. And yet, this apparently uncompromising world is opening itself up to new influences, as Petra Magoni tells us about her last concert at the Milan Conservatory, where she performed a jazz interpretation of David Bowie's most famous songs with eminent jazz trumpet player Paolo Fresu and a team of high-level musicians. In reality, I didn't really know the Conservatorio at all. I'd only ever seen it from outside. I never expected there to be such a large auditorium. I had no idea. And it was really beautiful, a great energy. I'm really very fond of it. We had a huge desire to play, and I think the audience picked up on that too. With the Bowie project... I felt like I was at the steering wheel of a Formula One racing car. There were all these incredible musicians, and even though on paper we were members of Paolo Fresu's band, we only knew each other by sight. We had never played together as a band before, but we all got on really well on a human level. There was a real synergy. It was really good fun, and I think the amazing energy that came out of it was because each and every one of us was giving the best. There was no envy or jealousy. On the contrary, it's a work where everyone was performing, not only for themselves, but also for the band and Bowie's music. And that's how it should be. That's how I think music should be anyway. The Conservatorio, Milan Conservatory, is just a 10-minute walk from the stop San Babila on the red metro line M1. For visitor information and concert calendar, please visit the website. This is the end of this episode, but don't take your headphones off just yet, because in our final episode, we'll be exploring another facet of music in Milan, jazz. To listen to the next episodes, follow us on your favourite podcast platforms, or visit www.casemuseo.it where you can also buy the Casa Museo card to visit the Poldi Pezzoli Museum, the Bagatti Valsecchi Museum and Villa Necchi Campiglio at a discount price. The Boschi di Stefano House Museum is free to visit. <laughs>